0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Inside Sources. Inside Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson.
1: On Utah's Home for Elevated Conversation.
2: Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio. Earlier today, Chairman of the Federal Reserve Jerome Powell admitted that inflation continues to run hot in the U.S. economy, told senators that interest rates are likely to be higher than expected this
1: year. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be, to be higher than previously anticipated. If the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we'd be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes.
2: But just because you ignore a problem doesn't mean it's going away anytime soon. It's time for the leaders of the country to take off the rose-colored glasses, face reality. Inflation is hurting real Americans really bad. It's time for a little policy shift. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, a lot's going on, obviously, as the president uh, talks about inflation, what's going on, what the Federal Reserve is going to do. The markets are obviously not all too thrilled uh, with what's going on today. And to help us break all of that down, Jonathan Bidlack, of course, is director of the Governance Program at the R Street Institute, joins us online. And uh, Jonathan, as we start to to break it down, uh, obviously inflation is still an issue. It's not a transitory issue. It's not a non-issue. It's, it's an issue. And uh, where are
1: we? Oh, that's exactly right. First of all, uh, thanks, thanks for having me. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the, there are many in the administration and I think many commentators who, uh, as you alluded to, thought that uh, inflation was just sort of this transitory thing that they didn't need to worry about. And, you know, then I think we kind of moved into that denial phase where it was basically, you know, pretend that it was was going to go away. But, uh, you know, look, the numbers that we've seen recently have shown that inflation has been stubbornly persistent. And, you know, I, I think forgotten a lot in this d- discussion is that just because inflation is coming down uh, doesn't mean that prices are coming down. In fact, it's exactly the opposite, right? Even if, even if inflation is still running at 6% instead of 8%, uh, that still means prices are moving up by 6%. And those previous increases are already baked into the cost of various goods and services. And so, you know, look, I mean, as you said, a lot of people, right, are, are in a tough position because unless, unless their personal income is going up at, at least that rate – uh, then you know they're essentially losing purchasing power, and the numbers that we have uh, available uh, show that that salaries and, and wages are not going up uh, uh, you know at a greater greater clip than than prices have been
2: yeah and that's uh, something you've pointed out in several of your pieces of late, Jonathan that uh, the president of course wants to tout the the positive things and of course every president's going to tout the positive things they think are going on, uh, but the president has a, a real Uh, alignment problem, a congruency problem with what the American people are feeling sitting around the dinner table uh, trying to figure out the, the family budget for the month. Uh, and uh, the reality. Uh, and so there just seems to be a disconnect there. And uh, doesn't seem like the administration has figured out how to navigate that, even from a communication standpoint.
1: Well, uh, you know, a communication standpoint, and I think, you know, most importantly, from a policy standpoint, I mean, you know, one thing that we know is that the the electoral viability of incumbents uh, is very much tied to the, the performance of the economy. And specifically, it tends to be tied toward economic growth and inflation. You know, and there there tends to be this relationship that, that the, the stronger growth is and, and perceptions of growth, that uh, the better off uh, incumbents are. But historically, the one thing that kind of gets in the way of that picture uh, is is stubborn inflation. And you know, I would argue that if the administration uh, is really worried about their uh, you know their viability, uh, you know, next November uh, or I guess technically two Novembers from now. Um, you know, they really need to go and take inflation seriously. And up until this point, they've been governed by this idea that, you know, it's largely transitory and that they can continue to spend whatever they want um, and not really consider that there could be economic consequences. And I suspect that, you know, with each passing day and as we get closer uh, to, uh, you know, to to the next election, uh, they're going to have to think a lot harder about the policy choices, that at the end of the day, you can't just message away, uh, you know, inflation that is is still running close to a 40-year high.
2: Yeah, and let's dig into that just a little bit more in terms of the policy front there, as you alluded to that, the uh, this idea that you can just keep spending and spending and that it's not going to have real term, uh, real uh, impact on American families or American workers uh, just seems to be a, the big disconnect there. And so in terms of that spending and that uh, outlook in terms of policy, uh, anything on the horizon that gives you any sense that the administration uh, may start to to shift a little bit with as these numbers continue to come in?
1: Well, you know, not a whole lot, unfortunately. I mean, you know, today the president had an uh, an editorial in the New York Times talking about the solvency of of Medicare. Uh, you know, over the course of the next uh, the next decades, um, I think that's an interesting topic, and it's certainly one that is worth uh, you know being applauded for. But there really haven't been any any actual uh, about how uh, actions or policy actions that the administration may take to try to tamp down on on rising prices. And I think that there are a lot of people who are completely reliant on the Federal Reserve and this assumption that, you know, Jerome Powell is going to do what it takes, uh, you know, with with respect to the setting of interest rates to ensure that inflation doesn't get out of hand or ultimately uh, drops back. And with that perspective, is two important points uh, one that you know I think most people acknowledge at this point uh, Powell and the gutter federal- have been pretty slow in response to uh, to rising prices up until this point. And so they've kind of been, you know, doing what they can, but maybe been a, a few steps behind. Um, and so, and the, and the second point is that, you know, look, I mean, fiscal policy and monetary policy have to work in tandem. And it's counterproductive if you have the Federal Reserve sort of tightening interest rates at the same time as, as you know, the administration uh, continues to spend aggressively. Now, If there's something to be optimistic about, I think it's just the fact that we have divided government. I think there are a lot of priorities perhaps that the administration might have been able to push through during the last Congress Mm that they won't be able to now just because of partisan gridlock. And frankly, we could all be better off because of that.
2: Yeah, that's a – sometimes we're very grateful for that uh, divided government that the American people keep uh, voting for. (laughs) I think think we think it's probably an okay thing because it stops a lot of bad things from happening, again, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. Uh, Give us a a sense, Jonathan, before I let you go, Uh, in terms of uh, you you mentioned what uh, people are looking at the Chairman Powell to do and and the Fed's got to take control of this kind of thing, always looking Mm -hmm. for the the soft landing or the semi bumpy soft landing or whatever they're trying to describe it as now. Uh, and obviously trying to do things in a way that don't doesn't dump us all the way into that hard landing or into a deep recession. Uh, any sense from either anything that Chairman Powell said today or anything that's coming from the administration that gives you some sense on that?
1: Well, I mean, I think his comments make clear that the Federal Reserve is going to continue to, to raise interest rates as necessary to tamp down on prices. Um, you know, that's generally a good thing. And I think that that is you – know, going to have to do that regardless of what the implications are for sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the broader performance of the economy. But as you point out, it's a very difficult thing to do. I mean, there are a lot of surveys and a lot of estimates right now that are putting our odds of recession as at, you know maybe at 60% in the course of the next year. And so, you know, that's a, obviously a little bit better than 50-50. And I think that uh, it makes it a lot harder, right? If we were at sort of a, a 0% risk of inflation, we'd maybe have our wiggle room. But Um, you know, what we've seen in in the bond market and just in in sort of other economic fundamentals that that needle, the eye of that needle is maybe a lot smaller than uh, than we'd prefer it to be. And so, um, you know, look, I mean, they're going to have to continue to raise interest rates. I think that much is obvious. Um, but I do think that the the odds of a recession will probably go up even more uh, in response to those policy actions.
2: Yeah, and that, it does always come down to that policy and and uh, how that moves uh, forward. Jonathan Bidlack, director of the Governance Program at the R Street Institute. Jonathan, I always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for uh, weighing in today. Yeah, great to be on. Uh, again, Jonathan Bidlock always gives us such good perspective there, and this is the the tricky needle to thread between what Chairman Powell does in terms of of that kind of policy and raising interest rates, uh, and what that does to the economy, and what happens there. What the president's trying to do in terms of economic policy, uh, what happens there, and again, they have to work in concert. That's what Jonathan was talking about. Those have to go hand in hand. You can't just keep spending. Uh, and expect the Fed to fix everything. It just doesn't work that way. But this is another instance where leadership matters from a communication standpoint. How are you communicating this to the American people so they understand where we are, what comes next, and how we need to move forward together? Uh, and at the same time, how the policy pieces have to come together because uh, we can't just keep spending our way out of this thing. Uh, it just doesn't work. The math just simply doesn't add up. Lloyd Matheson on
1: KSL News Radio.
2: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
1: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
2: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
1: It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it.
2: I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately,